This episode of The Loop is presented by G4. We've got good news. We've discovered everyone's new go-to golf shoe thanks to our friends at G4. Seriously, the new G112 from G4 checks all the boxes. It's modern, comfortable, and unlike any golf shoe you've ever tried. Every detail was thought through on this design, earning it the tagline, turf tested, tour rated. Just ask the range of tour players from Thomas Dietrich to Ryan O'Toole who vetted the shoe out during the design process. This athletic style is available in so many colors and designs for both men and women, you can wear a different pair every time you step up to the tee. From vibrant colors to classic staples, there's a G112 golf shoe for every type of player. Head to g4.com to check it out and see which G112 shoe suits your style. I think that was more than one minute, but um, hopefully that gets people a little taste of LACC. I mean, I should have, I didn't have the timer out, but it was way more than one minute. But it gets me jacked up, gets me jacked up for my pick. Welcome back to the Loop Podcast presented by G4. I'm Alex Myers. As always, I'm joined by Steve Hennessy, Christopher Powers. Uh, we've got fun show here. Obviously, huge week with the U.S. Open on tap at Los Angeles Country Club. We'll get into all of our picks later. We'll even let Steve talk about the course because he's such an architect nerd. We'll let him get stuff, you know. But we're also going to get into uh, with a couple guys who are going to be playing in the event uh well one guy playing that's uh ben carr the georgia southern senior he was the runner-up in the usam last summer um in jersey right i'm I'm blank in uh roughwood ridgewood ridgewood uh we call it roughwood because of the rough and of course his caddy the always entertaining willie wilcox who we've had on the show a couple times former pga tour pro turned caddy turned Caddy at the ocean course at Keel, actually. I, I God, I wish he had been there when I was there a couple summers ago. That would have been a blast. But uh, anyway, we'll get into our chat with those guys in a bit. But first, welcome back to these guys. Uh, we'll also talk about Adam Howen getting tackled and and obviously Nick Taylor winning one for Canada. But we got to start with these guys. They, they look a little a little beleaguered here, although CP has been firing on all cylinders, for, especially for a Monday morning. But these guys were in Chicago for our boy danny rapaport's wedding um big week guys you 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 survived you made it back how are you guys doing how was the wedding it was Fantastic. great yeah chicago's the goat um great weekend tore it up with danny and danny's friends we played olympia fields a little scouting mission for the bmw uh in a few mm. months there. <laughs> so cp and i are in an uber early morning pulling up to the course and you know, typical us, there's like a sign beneath the the sign of Olympia Fields Country Club and it says host of the 2023 BMW. And we both looked at each other and like, we were like, they're hosting this year. <laughs> we, we had no idea. All over it. All, All over it. it. Too much golf, too much golf news to keep up with, to be worried about where the second That's leg true. of the FedEx Cup playoffs That's are. Very true. True. So true. That's very true. So how was Olympia Fields? Oh, what a, what a place. I, I really haven't stopped thinking about it. Really? Um, you know, uh, the type of place where, you know, watching on TV over the years, you know, I never really thought that much about it. I know the iconic tiger shot is there, the the, the fade around the trees. I believe that was the par 5 15th they, they were ah, telling us about yes. at the 03 Open. But yes. Um, Besides that, I mean, they they have an incredible list of winners, and that's kind of part of why I, you know I really fell in love with the place. They got Bryson won the amateur, mm. Rom obviously, and DJ went toe to toe. Jim Furyk, and mm-hmm. even um, Danielle Kang and and Aria Jutanergan won a U.S. Girls Junior there. So the place blends like history and um, kind of a chill vibe, like pretty seamlessly together. I, I was really impressed by that. You go to I love these old school places. I know um, some people don't anymore and, and they're naughty and bad for enforcing rules and dress codes and stuff. Um, I still love that and the history of certain places like Baltusrol and Wingfoot. Olympia Fields does the history thing and like you can have your shirt untucked and no one's going to no one's gonna okay. say anything. I, I wore sneakers around the clubhouse. Nobody said anything. People are on their cell phones. People were working. Uh, our gracious host, Kevin Vernick, told us he comes over there and, and does a little work during the day and plays it's just like it was one of the coolest places i've ever been and, and i i can't huh. say enough good things about it and shout out to uh tim timmy and brandon and our caddies we, we said we'd shout them out the the locker room is like 
the coolest. It's huge. Yep. It's one acre. So it's, I mean, Wingfoot's locker room is insane. It's insanely cool. But this is, it's just like one level, whereas Wingfoot is two. And yeah, like CP said, you like walk through a row of lockers and someone's like doing a Zoom meeting. Like you would never see that at a stuffy private club. They they kind of do things right there. Um, and like it, like uh, LA Country Club? Which we're getting <laughs> on the other on the other end of the spectrum is LSC. Yeah. Um, but a great championship venue. Um, that is gonna be great to see. Again, they they had such a good BMW in 2020, uh, with mm. the Rom DJ playoff. And uh, you know, I just think a place like this is it's timeless and uh you know it's kind of slipped in our rankings a little, which I don't feel is right after playing it. So um yeah, it, it was a phenomenal time. Yeah, they were selling it. They were selling it hard on uh, on Friday, selling Stevie hard. And Stevie was holding firm on uh, explaining uh, why they're they're ranked where they are. So we'll see. I I forgot there. I thought that was like later in COVID, and there were fans. There was not fans there. And now that I think about it, you go back and watch the playoff. There's like six people around the green watching. I think the people will show up, show out um, when when they come in uh, in August and. Uh, so cool the train drops you off there from chicago that that's that's a really cool little one of those uh, old school things so yeah literally so i think right um, at the court. i think that'll be a really fun one and now that we've played it i'm excited to to watch later in august so steve you're just saying that the locker room is an acre big that's it's unbelievable to the you. place is one of the biggest you, you the moment you pull in you're like this place is gigantic and he huh. our the guy who hosted us took us through the clubhouse it felt like it was never going to end they have all these it's a historical site. So they just have, you know, all these rooms that they're not allowed to like get rid of or knock down yeah. or anything. So um, he was telling us about this. They have a boxing match there during the winter that gets the whole club to show up in February. It sounds like a, a really cool club to, uh, to be a part of. Um, I don't think I'm going to be after unless I move to Chicago and get rich. But if, if I could be a member somewhere, I, I, that might be high on my list after, after being there on Friday. Now, uh, I know you were talking about, uh, I think you, you used your vaunted short game once again to uh, to break 90, but you're still struggling. You're down to a 10 handicap? Oh. That's, I mean, that's, I mean, up to a 10 handicap. That's huge for us in a month. It is. TD Open, potentially. I mean, that's, what's going on? And 10. just wait, today I'm going to get my, my back worked on. I'm going to get my pop back. And uh, if I can marry this short game with with some right with steve hennessy's length i would be i would be yeah. absolutely cooking right now i'm great i broke 90 at this place friday i didn't i didn't wow. have a green regulation i told you guys that that's insane I, I, not a single gur and on the signature hole steve was 100 yards past me and that's not that's an right. exaggeration now it was one of my worst drives of the day but it was what? 100 yards past me this dude hit so you? many he hit so many hybrids into these games. <laughs> You've never seen the amount of really? woods coming into. The one, the I think it was nine. I hit just the whatever, old man 190 man. yard cream puff, and I was like, "Just give me the hybrid, Brandon, to the caddy." <laughs> I got 220 yards in. Just, just, and the, and our host was like, "You might need three wood." I was like, "All right, I know it's that bad. I get it." <laughs> That's wild. But also, grind it, grind it around, Steve, and you must be cranking it, man. Cranking it. I mean, yeah, dad strength. They say dad strength. A firm yeah. and fast, uh, little yeah. ballpark. I love firm and fast. Yeah, yeah. Gotta, I could get it and get my little low burner yeah. really working there. Yeah, and I outdrove D one, uh, University of Michigan. You played for Michigan, Steve. Franking it past them. That's wow, amazing, Stevie Popside. Uh, that's wow. Good job. Well, anyway, glad you guys had a had a great trip. Made it back. Um, obviously. It ended up, I mean, you know, we, we had the special podcast last week with the news of the potential partnership merger, whatever you want to call it between the PJ tour and uh, Saudi Arabia. It's not, not with live. We've been kind of corrected on that. It's with the Saudis and the, the PIF fund and everything else. We don't know what's going to happen with that. Still, there's a lot to happen for it to even go through legally. Um, so we're not going to really talk much about that today. Again, we're going to focus on the open, but we're going to focus first on the Canadian open, obviously a huge event in its own right. And as we saw, I mean, first of all, last week was the craziest week in golf history. That might've been the craziest finish in golf history. When you put together a guy ending a country's 69 year drought 
by making a 72-foot eagle putt on the fourth playoff hold, longest putt of Nick Taylor's career. Um, and then you have, obviously, Adam Hadwin getting crushed by a security guard in the <laughs> aftermath. Uh, and the place just going crazy. Uh, guys, I know you were you were coming back and all yesterday. Were you able to see much of that scene because it was uh, it was truly wild? Yeah, I, I tuned in to the end there. Um, I had jumped on Tommy Fleetwood live, so I was sweating that out and was disappointed. But we're Nick Taylor fans. He was on our, our pod actually during COVID. Um, people probably forget, but uh, for the match, the Taylor made match, he came on and I mean, the dude's the man. He's the man. Uh, yeah. So I, I was pumped for that. Big. And he's Jerry Tardy's uh, partner in crime at the, at Pebble Beach. Used to be, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, big Mario Kart guy. So I'm just generally a, a big Nick Taylor fan. Um, I mean, the, the Hadwin thing was the best part. I mean, it's, yeah. I, I'm never going to get tired of seeing that video. I mean, a couple of us said in Slack today, like, you know, we're already blowing this out of proportion. It's not funny anymore. It's it's funny. I mean, I, I the slow-mo videos, the different angles, like it's just it's amazing how many different angles there are and how many yeah. ways you can break it down. And then his wife just killing him on it as well. <laughs> She's like saying every angle is better than the next. Like, you know, yeah. I'm dead. It's it's if I was a tour player, it would make me happy to know that security is that good that like yeah. if, if it was a fan, that, that yeah. dude would just get tackled on the spot. Well, I mean but come on we're in canada it's adam hadwin like he's a top five canadian golfer and just yeah. gets decked also they obviously again you don't usually see this on the pga tour although on the corn Ferry tour and i'm sorry i'm not even going to try to pronounce the name i should have the, the guy who just graduated from pga tour u from university of illinois he wins he got sprayed with beer you usually don't see that you see this on the lpga every week and you see john huggin uh you know get all upset about it um <laughs> And uh, but but obviously the security guard has never watched the LPGA because this is a common occurrence. You run on here with some champagne, or you know when it's Evian, they got the water, Evian water. He comes on with the bottle of champagne. I mean, what do you think he was going to do? Like hit him with a bottle of champagne? I mean, it's it's just wild, and he just takes him out. All those guys were up there watching the whole playoff. Mike Weir was boozing. You got you love to see it. Uh, Hadwin, who else was out there? Uh, Corey Connors. Connors I mean, yeah. All the Canadians are out there. And then in response, you had all the Brits getting out there, Hatton, <laughs> Rose, and they were saying it was like a Ryder Cup atmosphere. And you could hear like when Fleetwood went into the bunker on that final playoff hole again, the crowd cheered. I mean, it was just like wild. I mean, they wanted uh, they wanted a Canadian to win so bad. Um, I thought that was amazing. That was, yeah, that was awesome. That's a, it was a nice, um, on a major week, you know, the, the more these majors are played, the more it feels like they're all that matter. But yesterday's a nice reminder that right. these regular season events can can still be awesome, especially a historical one like this one. That was that was recency bias. I don't know, probably the best finish of the year so far. No, in, when you factor in that it's a four hole playoff, yep, that was that was fairly well played, I'd say too. And it was kind of in the rain, so it was getting tough for these guys. The only thing I, I know, Steve, maybe from an architecture standpoint, and then that par five had been mm. drawing <laughs> criticism all week, even yeah. before the tournament started. It's like a layup off the tee for a part. I mean, it wouldn't be a layup for us. Well, maybe for you, Steve. You so <laughs> but, it's, you know, these guys are hitting iron or hybrid down there, and then they have to hit like a longer second shot into the grid. It's kind of like CP style. That, that'd be a three-shot for me to right number. now. Yeah, you lay up to a number, and then you hit the longer. Hybrid, club. hybrid, um, nine iron. That was kind of interesting, but. Um, it did set up for potentially, you know, a lot of birdies and, 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 uh, but yeah, just to see that. And then obviously again, for a guy to make the longest putt of his career in that spot with the entire country just going berserk, I, I agree. I, it has to be the finish of the year. And again, you would never even consider the Canadian. And if it were to be Canadian open, you'd say, well, it has to be someone like a Rory McIlroy in there or something, you know, doing something crazy, but it wasn't because Rory even par McElroy was at his up to his old tricks, uh, you know, with just a pathetic, mediocre Sunday round for a second straight week. Seems like it's almost every week at this point. Uh, Vintage, uh, late, late flurry of birdies. Yeah, of course. Close out the round. Of course. And how about CP and I had uh, Terrell Hatton over Rory as a matchup? That one uh, cashed nicely. Oh, wow. what a great! Cash. I thought that was dead in the water after. Well, after, uh, all you have to do is be within striking distance on Sunday, and Rory will just, you know. <laughs> 
play like garbage on Sunday. Yeah. And he wasn't there, by the way, near the green watching uh Tommy Lad, you know, fellow Ryder Cup. Interesting. You would, you would think maybe. Uh that's a good point. Finished. Yeah, that is that is but, I mean, this was the yeah, that's the week to go out and watch. I'm sure they're all on the same jet to uh the US yeah. Open. Exactly. It's not like exactly. They exactly. They so were, maybe yeah, not Rory. Rory's voice, probably but... not. Rory's not. Yeah. Mr. Carbon footprint. He probably is taking <laughs> Um, so by the way did you see mark hubbard's well, yeah i mean that that he like tore, they tore it up on the uh charter jet. yeah they might be uh, a host kind of like a ton of fun would have been a hell of a trip yeah uh, um we should i love tommy fleetwood we all love tommy fleetwood here great guy um immense talent should have won by now got to a playoff that <laughs> that was impressive the he totally bungled his final hole. The, oh the layup God. out of the rough he was he did embarrassing. Yeah. Playing not to lose, like yep. Shinnecock, it felt like he you know left it on the short side, the yep. amateur side, with that putt for sixty two or whatever. Yep. A couple, you know, not not the best look for for our boy Tommy. Um, we'll know. see. Hopefully, he bounces back. It was... Now he has a record. Now he has a record. He is the all time leading money winner of players who have not won on the tour 17.6 million. The crazy part is he just passed Cameron Tringale, who, as we all know, went to live last year, but now could be coming back. So you could have a big battle brewing between Tommy <laughs> and who's going to really like hammer home. The, you got Cameron young, who's hot on their heels. He's, he still mm. hasn't won yet with all those runner ups last year, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's it's a tough list because obviously to win 17 million on tour, you're doing a lot of things right. But it seems almost impossible to make that much money without winning. Um, and this was as close as Tommy's come. But he's a he's a great player and and uh, yeah, great guy. And and we hope it happens for him. Obviously, at some point. You know, so. the way the way I saw it was like he was in such a zone before the 17th hole and like just played every shot perfect, birdied. I mean. Yeah. It kind of seemed like a foregone conclusion. Yeah. And then he had to wait on the tee box for a good 15 minutes for the group ahead of him. I feel like that really rattled him because the announcers were even saying like that. He rushed it and then he probably rushed that layup because the group ahead was still on the green. It's like, you know, someone has to jump in there, his caddy. I mean, yeah. you know, he hasn't gotten that PGA tour win yet. He's got to just like stay composed there because he looked like he was so in the zone and then he gets knocked out so i feel really yeah. bad for him but you know that's the thing if you haven't won on the pga tour before you know easier to get rattled so and that was how i interpreted it, at least no it's a good point i will say he plays really quickly which is another reason to like him yeah. so part of the he played too fast maybe is just more like he actually plays quick and so kind of like to me at least it was like oh shit this guy plays quick which is great and i think he kept kind of the same routine under the immense pressure, which again is amazing because I think we all play a little slower when it's like a big shot. And he, he at least tried to keep it the same, but you're right. It did look like that. And, 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 and no, for sure. Waiting around on the tee, it affects, affects us all, or at least we love to say it does um, certainly could have played a role. Um, anyway, crushing loss for Fleetwood. Uh, but again, great victory for Canada. It was really one of those, like, who do you root for? And I know Steve, you had the best, <laughs> Obviously, that helped with who you're rooting for. But if from a purely fan perspective, just seeing how into it the crowds were. And I remember years and years ago when Mike Weir was the, you know, the great player and won the Masters, he had a few chances at this. And it, it was treated like, you know, a major, obviously. And he couldn't quite get it done. He lost in a playoff one year to VJ. Um, and, 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 you know, so it, you could tell how much it means to these guys. And so uh, it was great for Canada to win. And, and again, CP, I had to look this up for a video. I did Canada, a, a Canadian hockey team hasn't won the Stanley cup in 30 years since the oh Canadians God. in 1993. How is that possible? That's embarrassing. So they're not even a hockey <laughs> country anymore. They're a golf country. They have four guys who have won on tour this year, Taylor Pendrith, Corey Connors, um, Adam Svensson. And now obviously Nick Taylor, who's a three-time winner. So, Go Canada. I mean, get it. I mean, they are killing it right now. So good for them. Um, it must. Yeah. Hockey. Them to see Las, Las Vegas now, is going to uh, win. Yeah. Come on. And, uh, Jeez. Uh, golf's Canada's game, I guess. Pretty. It pretty is. Impressive. Mo Norman legend. Uh, <laughs> anyway, let's move on. We have a fun chat as always with Willie Wilcox, a, uh, a returning 
uh, guest to the pod, and he's brought along Ben Carr, who he will be caddying for at this week's U.S. Open at Los Angeles Country Club. Let's have a listen to our chat with these two fine folks. Okay, guys, it is U.S. Open week officially. I'm pumped. You're pumped. But what else is this week? It's Father's Day this coming Sunday. Whether you want to hint to your wife or your kids or you're just thinking about your own dad himself, Golf Digest Plus makes for the perfect Father's Day gift for both the player and the fan. And it's the gift that keeps on giving. New issues of the magazine in your mailbox all year long. All of our digital stories completely unlocked. You get access to our Places to Play course library, which will help you plan that guy's golf trip down the line. Access to our golf ball hot list. That'll help you find the perfect golf ball for your game. And you even get access to our Build Your Own Bag feature. That'll help you identify the must-have club for your bag. But that's enough of the highlights. If you're listening to this podcast, you know it's a no-brainer for Dad this Father's Day. And the best part is you don't got to run out and do any last-minute shopping. You can go to golfdigest.com slash plus. Again, that's golfdigest.com slash plus. And buy your dad the gift of Golf Digest. All right. We are excited to welcome... The dynamic duo of Ben Carr and Willie Wilcox. Guys, how's it going? I know you've been out there at uh, LA Country Club now, at least for the day, getting ready. Uh, ben, what what can you say about the course uh, and what you've seen so far out there? Yeah, this place is awesome. Uh, this is my first time out here today, and we played 18 holes early in the morning with Russell Henley. And uh, he had played it a handful of times before, so we leaned on him and his caddy a little bit. and. Uh, yeah, like I said, I mean this this place is really cool. It's it's really long. The rough's really thick. I mean, greens are super undulating. I mean, it's gonna be a tough test. Uh, it's a, it's a great mix of golf holes and uh, yeah, it's very demanding. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to continue to learn it. It's like glass, like glass. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, what 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 the setup does it remind you of any other course that you've seen in the past for when that you've played in? Um, I mean, it kind of reminds me of like, I don't know, not tournament courses, but Seth Rayner, um, and then kind of like core Crenshaw bunkering and, uh, you know, a really cool, almost kind of Pete Dye look to it in some places. But anyways, it's, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd never seen the golf course. So it was really cool to finally get to, to look at it. I mean, there's not a, there's a few holes that are a little goofy, like 520 par fours uphill into the wind. But um, then, you know, and two par threes over 280. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, Russell's so funny how, uh, how sarcastic he is. He's like, yeah, this is a good hole. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Russell was cracking me up all day. That's great. What kind of stuff did you learn uh, from playing with Henley and his caddy? Any any good tips you think you'll use come Thursday? Um, I mean, definitely a couple of things about the course, just little things here and there. But I mean, really, me and Russell just talk about like his mentality and my mentality, and he's just trying to kind of help me ease into professional golf and uh, you know what it takes to do it every week at a high level. Um, and we talked about how easy it is to kind of get down on yourself and uh, feel like you don't belong. Um, but we just kept talking about like how important it is to just fight every day and, and trust that you'll get rewarded in the long run if you just keep fighting. Um, so, I mean, he's, he's a great example of that. I mean, he hasn't always been at the top of the game and the last couple of years, he's really turned it on and turned into one of the best players in the world. And uh, it's just cool watching uh, his climb back up to the top and uh, how consistent he is with his work and, and how he approaches uh, like a day like today, like a practice round. Just, I'm just trying to pick up little things from him every time I get to hang around him. He pretty much can't have a better oh. example. Yeah. <clears throat> between, between Willie and, and Henley, that's, that's some sage wisdom you're getting uh, from some veterans. Is there anybody else that's, that's you played with maybe at the masters or, or planning to play with this week that you're hoping to, to hear from and, and learn from yeah uh with well, the masters um it was me russell uh tom hoagie and uh and larry mize uh, i've talked a little bit about me and larry's relationship but it was 
cool to learn from Tom. Uh, I mean, that guy hits the ball so good. And um, just kind of watching him swing it and uh, approach that week uh, was cool for me. Uh, but it was just me and Russell this morning. Um, I think I saw Cam Young's name, like, signed up with us tomorrow afternoon. Ooh, so very I cool. Hope, I hope that happens. <laughs> I really want to watch him hit it and talk to him. I've heard he's an awesome guy, and I'd like to learn a lot from him. Um but yeah, I hope I hope I hope that works out because I'm a big fan of his. He's like three years older than you. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It was the same that, age. Yeah. How does that work? Obviously, I mean, we've heard, you know, with, with the signups. I mean, so you just signed up for a time tomorrow. Obviously, you you made arrangements, I assume, with Russell. You've played with him before, but for tomorrow, you just signed up for a time you wanted and you kind of wait and see who who plays with you, who shows up on that first tee. Yeah, pretty much. Um like we almost got Scheffler today. I know. Yeah. Oh, we, wow. We almost joined up with Scotty and Sam Burns, but it oh. would have made five because Xander okay. was. Um, oh, Xander was playing. Uh, oh, no big deal. No, no, no big deal. deal. <laughs> yeah. I could see why they didn't want us. Um, but uh, yeah, I just texted Russell like a week ago and he signed us up and I was registering this morning and they had a TV with all the times on them and the groupings. And I just saw Cam was with us tomorrow. So Russell's just an A1 dude. Yeah. 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 I, I would. I mean, so he's an A one dude. How would you say, like, most guys that you get paired with at an event like this, and you're, you know, a young guy coming in there, you ask them for questions. Are most guys going to be open and kind of ha- try to help you out, or are some guys going to be like, eh, don't bother me? Uh, I mean, in my experience, I mean, guys have definitely like kind of looked after me and wanted to help me out. But I mean, I don't, I don't really go out of my way to like bother and he's gotcha. like i'm sure if i did i mean eventually i would run to somebody that would just kind of shoo me off to the side but ben's not trying to be the mayor of the pga tour <laughs> like i did <laughs> <laughs> he's not glad handing everyone okay. yeah, i just kind of hang back and i mean just i don't know like i, I like all the georgia guys like yeah. harris has been super nice to me uh kiz was nice to me at the masters um Sepp Straka, He's been nice to me. Uh, yeah, I mean, guys that I can identify with that are kind of from the same area. I mean, it's been really cool for me. From what I gather, he has a very, very good support system. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I mean, it's a few months now, Ben, since you got to play in the Masters. Uh, and, you know, being Georgia kid, wondering, you know, when you look back on it, what that experience is like, some, fa- you know, favorite stories from the week, um, things that stand out for you. Um. I don't even know if I'm supposed to say this, uh, but I mean, Larry took me and Russell to eat in the champions locker room Monday. Ooh, very cool. Um, I hope, I hope that was okay for me to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> if it wasn't, but uh, I thought bunker <laughs> under 12. <laughs> no, I thought that was really cool. I mean, he didn't have to do that. I think he just wanted to kind of show me and Russell around and just get us that, that experience that we'll have for, for a long forever. And, um, so that was a really cool experience. I mean, obviously the amateur dinner was really cool. Um, a lot of history there. Um, staying up in the crow's nest, just just everything you hear about, uh, I made sure to do. And uh, but really, it was just the practice rounds with Larry and Russell. I think I remember those the most. And then the par three contest with my brother. That was uh, the coolest part, probably. It's awesome. Steve, Steve and I actually ran into you Monday after at first watch. I'm assuming that that doesn't rank very high. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, y'all were about to go play. We did. Yeah, we were. We, we also snuck into the champions locker room. So really, yeah, nice. we, we all snuck in there. The security's terrible there. Yeah, it is. apparently not like the uh, Canadian Open security. Apparently, so yeah. But uh, I mean, some people are making the comparison to Augusta's greens, to LACC's greens, just in the fact that how undulating and different, like, you know, the parts of the green complex, do you guys see that at all? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think just, like, putting to these, like, little mini shelves, like, it's just, like, hard to gauge the speed and play enough break. Um, and, And, I mean, there's a lot of big undulations, but there's also a lot of, like, subtle things that, I mean, you don't really see, but Willie was uh, on fire with the reads today. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's like a Bermuda type of thing. You can just see all the colors and the shades and everything. 
Guy's pretty good at reading greens, turns out. I asked you at Ridgewood, I'm, I'm assuming it'll be the same answer, but we see you, you know, carving drivers off the deck on Twitter and pure and <laughs> yeah. three woods around. Do you get the, do you still get the itch at all when you're, when you're catting for Ben out there? Um, not real. I mean, I just, you know, I already did my deal um, and I enjoyed it. And I think I might have another little run in me, but, um, but at this time no. I mean, I'm, I'm glad I'm not swinging the clubs. I know that. Yeah, I'm much happier on this side of the bag. And obviously you're doing a lot of caddying at, at the ocean course. Um, yeah. does, that, does that help you this week? Like your green reading? Does that, are you, are your eyes extra sharp from your, your I mean, it, it's, it's kind of like a muscle memory thing. I mean, uh-huh. uh, yeah, I've been reading greens every day since April 11th. And I've, yeah. uh, so, and, and I've thought a lot about, uh, course, um, design architecture and management and things like that. So I think I definitely have thought about golf in a way different way. So it's a lot easier to like, think, Oh, you know, um, this is a better miss or this is a better line off the tee, or this is a three shot par five. Don't get aggressive. Uh, nice. things like that. Have you caught it? Did you get any, uh, cool loops yet at, at the ocean course? Any celebrities tab you oh. to, uh, be your, be your no, no celebs but i had the guy uh he was a orthopedic surgeon that was in the um office that did tiger's ankle surgery whoa okay. yeah that's pretty big he's a celebrity yeah, in golf. They, re- they requested me again so i caddy for him twice and okay. they uh yeah these just two really cool the one dude was my age almost to like the day and he's like a renowned orthopedic surgeon i was like has <laughs> um you know i can't believe hey, i'm catting for you anyways you've done great in life <laughs> <laughs> so funny well last one for me ben curious uh it sounds like you're going to some cool amateur dinner tonight what's going on with that where's the dinner who's going to be there that kind of thing um i think it's at the president of the club's house very um, cool wow that's really cool um and it's just i think there's like 18 amateurs maybe like 16 that are playing this year and i know a couple of them so i'm looking forward to seeing some of them tonight and i'm sure it'll be a really cool night so yeah pretty excited sweet obviously sam won't be there he turned pro but uh you guys had such an epic duel at ridgewood have, have you crossed paths again and have you been able to play again or chat and, and kind of reminisce about last summer? Yeah, from uh, from August to like late March, uh, we like never saw each other, didn't like text or anything. And then we got paired together at the uh, Valspar Collegiate at Floridian, uh, 36 whole day. And we just talked the whole day and uh, pretty much just hung out for like 10 hours out there and uh talked about really everything i mean it was like two weeks out for the masters at that point so we had a lot to talk about um but yeah i've seen him a couple times since then too and i mean i'd say we're we're friends and uh yeah i mean he's he's had a nice little start uh to his pro career these last two weeks so i'm really happy for him and i'm definitely always pulling for him yeah and just final one for me too ben you know what what's the rest of the year look like for you what do you have lined up and Obviously, we're seeing a lot of these guys who are just turning pro already getting off to great starts. What uh, what do you have lined up the rest of the summer? Yeah, I mean, I'm going straight from here to uh, to Canada for PJ Tour Canada, and then I'll play the Barracuda uh, like late July, I think, and then uh, just the rest of the Canada season. So uh, hopefully, play well up there, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'll probably be at uh, Q School this fall um so yeah we'll see what happens i'm excited awesome how, how many strokes do you have to give willie when you guys play no nah, dude he's flushing right now he he tells me <laughs> so probably i'll probably be getting like two aside yeah you know? right now <laughs> i think it'd be a, he'd give me one and we'd adjust <laughs> <laughs> sounds good well guys thanks so much for joining us we know you got a busy week uh we wish you all the best we'll be following you good luck this week uh, knock them dead out there at LACC. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah, thanks. thanks for having us. All right. Thanks again to Willie Wilcox and Ben Carr for joining us. Um, that's got to be exciting playing uh, playing the Open. Obviously, you know, he played in the Masters, missed the cut, but played played pretty well. I think she had like 74, 75, um, you know, taking advantage of uh, 
those those invites after the great run at Ridgewood, which you were able to see in person, CP. All right, let's move to the U.S. Open now. So much to talk about. It's a major week. We'll let Steve talk about the course a little. Um, L.A. Country Club is very interesting. It has hosted a lot of pretty big events. It has not hosted a U.S. Open, though. So to the casual golf fan and even to the pretty hardcore golf fan, we don't know much about it. So, Steve, the floor is yours. Give us a little. We, we discussed earlier, very stuffy old school club, a lot of rules and everything else. But for the fans watching, we we don't care. We're not there. We don't have to adhere to those those rules. Uh, what, what can you tell us about the course? What can we expect this week? Your boy, Gil Hans said he predicts a, quote, cerebral player to do well here at L.A. Country Club this week. Wow, I love to hear that. If if you're a course nerd, this is like, you know, hmm. you're, you're weak. I mean, you're you're making popcorn every day. You're weak. You're W-E-A-K, E-A-K weak, fam. <laughs> That's not what I meant. That's <laughs> you putting words in my mouth. Um, no, I mean, this This has been circled on a lot of people's calendars for a long time. We got to see the, the Walker Cup here in 2017, but before that, I mean, this is one of the most exclusive clubs in the world. I mean, if you're a an actor, anyone in Hollywood is really not even allowed to be a member here. We're in L.A. It's just like, you know, old L.A. money. Um, you know, there's all these stories of stuffiness going back in time, but, you know, now they're they're kind of opening the doors back. Um, they had a a huge what what they what they call it a sympathetic restoration back in 2009 2010 and so obviously Gil Hans Jim Wagner actually Jeff Shackelford also helped because he's a huge George Thomas aficionado obviously uh, you know written books about George Thomas and George Thomas is probably the best American architect that you know nobody's heard of if you're a casual golf fan obviously Riviera hosts uh, a tournament every year so you know if you're a true golf fan you know George Thomas but you know if you just watch the majors and you hear George Thomas you, you probably don't really know that that he was crucial in this classic era of golf course design he was a Philly guy part of this Philly school of architecture uh you know of all these guys who helped at Pine Valley and you know and Hugh Wilson and you know all these guys uh who who were seminal in creating these great classic designs. Um, so that's what George Thomas did here at LACC. It was an existing layout by Herbert Fowler, who was a good amateur player at the time, but th this is truly, you know, it's a, it's now a top 20 golf course. It keeps moving up on our rankings uh, since the Hanson Wagner uh, restoration. And you're just going to see really unique things this weekend. And why course nerds love it is it just presents such a different challenge. The the way that fairways and greens are are sloped, um, you know, players really are going to have to control their shots more than most courses because it, it's going to play firm and fast. And so if you don't have complete control of your of your shot and you're not shaping it with the fairway or you know into the greens in the proper way, then you know it's going to roll into the rough and all of a sudden you're going to have an impossible shot. Uh, to a really protected green, these bunker complexes are, you know, George Thomas was known for his great bunker designs. And so, you know, that's why this is going to be such a exciting test is, you know, just it's going to be a shot shapers course. The reason Gil Hans thinks someone cerebral is going to win is you're going to have to think your way around. Certainly, it's kind of that artist versus mechanic uh, philosophy, which some of us were just laughing at because that's kind of a cliche on, on Twitter, but it truly, um, it, it's unlike the, the typical course we see on the tour is just bomb it out there, wedge it, you know, to the pin and, and try to make your putt. It, it's, it's, you're going to see guys aiming away from, from pins, um, missing in the proper spots. I, I think a good comp is actually, Augusta National with some of the ways uh, these greens are designed um, and how you cannot miss in some spots because then you're you're just boned. So I think that was more than one minute, but um, hopefully that no. gets people a little taste of LACC. I mean, I should have, I didn't have the timer out, but it was way more than one minute. But the, gets, I mean, me, gets me jacked up, gets yeah. me jacked up for my pick. I'll tell you that. Much. All right. <clears throat> well, well, before we get into that, what is 
it doesn't seem very cerebral. Um, the photo going around yesterday of the 290 yard <laughs> three. Uh, that that's not cerebral, Steve. That's um, I mean, maybe for some of these guys, it's driver or three wood, but uh, you know, that's kind of crazy. What's going well, on? With that? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be like an interesting mix of there's you know a drivable par four um, right. where there's a ton of options, and then this 290 yard par three, and they probably won't use that back tee, so it's probably not going to quite play that long. Uh, but then there's another you know par three that'll play over 250 yards potentially too. So. Um, you know, it's just the way you can kind of like shape shots into these greens that it's not going to quite play that much. I mean, maybe we'll see some, some hybrids out there. CP would be hitting drivers, but um, yeah, it's different. It's, it's very different. That Oakmont par three is also very long, right? Like we saw um, when DJ won. And so, yeah, I I think it's going to be fun. It's, it's going to be a relatable uh, layout. That's for sure. Yeah, the U.S. Open likes – the USGA likes to mess with the guy's head. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, you could see a par four that's, like, shorter than a par three. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> just, to, just to screw with these guys. Right. No, I, I think it's cool. Whatever. I I don't care about it. I just think um, – I, I know people are going to be bitching about it, so that's that's <laughs> what all I care about. Um, okay, let's get into some picks. Before first, I saw a crazy stat just now from Justin Ray. Um Patrick Cantley has played in 25 majors. He has never been within five shots of the lead going into the final round. So I don't know if either of you guys are picking him, but he would literally be the last guy I pick. I mean, let's <laughs> I do something in a major. And then the other one I know we're going to yeah. have to talk about, uh, or two other guys I know we're going to have to talk about, Ma- Max Homa. Everybody's going to be talking about him. He shot, I think, a 61 here at yep. the 2012 packed. 13. Yeah. He's got the course record. He's got the course record. Um, he, I wasn't going to bet him. He's down to 28. So think about it. Uh, but he's probably a sucker bet too. And then Justin Thomas is 50 to one. I know he's terrible at the beginning of the year. Can you imagine if you had said Justin Thomas is going to be 50 to one in a major this year? Anyway, I'll let you guys kick it off with, uh, some of your top picks here. Everyone stay tuned. Uh, stay tuned for my video where I actually mention what Myers just did. Fade, fade the hometown oh, um, narrative. I, th- I think this week it's it, when, you know, when has that ever worked? Rory at Port Rush, our boy Fleetwood at, at, wasn't it Burkdale that he used to walk, sneak on the course and play. Right. And then he shot like 77. So I think he ended up making the cut there, but he shot like 77 in the first round. So yeah, I don't know. To me, it's like, you, you know, it's almost too much. Monty yeah, it's almost Bruno. too much pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Phil at Tory Pines in yeah. 08 or whatever yeah. cuts. So um, you know, it's almost too much pressure, too much talk in the weekend. Oh, you love this place. It's your own bed, you sleep in your own bed and all that. So I don't know. I'm just looking elsewhere. There's there's um there's better bets to be had. Myers mentioned the cerebral quote. Steve, everything Steve said leads me to Jordan Spieth. I even love that little Augusta National comparison. At the very end, I know there's probably some concern with the wrist, but seems to have quelled that concern with a, I think he finished fourth or fifth at the Memorial, which thick, rough, hard golf course. Um, so that tells me he's he's feeling just fine, or at least he's fighting through it. Gritty, uh, gritty Jordan Spieth. So, and then the other, um, our boy Patrick McDonald, who I believe works at CBS Sports now, sent a great tweet over the weekend. The last 10 U.S. Open winners have averaged 1.92 strokes gained per round in the three months prior to their victory. Hmm. It's the usual suspects. It's Scheffler, it's Kepka, it's Xander, it's Cantley, Myers, it's Hobland, Rory, no thank you, Rom, Patton. And then the surprise little candidate in there is Jordan Spieth, who is 25 to 1. I saw someone uh, tweet a 28 to 1. Everybody tweets they got a better number. But uh, there's some good numbers on Jordan Spieth out there. It's not Chambers Bay. I'm not comparing the courses, but brand new course they've never seen. You got to use your brain. Short game shots. Play it. You know, play away from the pin. Let the let the green do the rest of the work. It's just it screams Jordan Spieth to the point where now I've seen a lot of people on Jordan Spieth, so that scares me a little bit. But I still love the bet. It's not going to be single bullet week, but I already bet it. I've made a rather large bet on it for for me. Um, hmm. I'm going to have a lot of um mental debate about this justin thomas thing it's just so insane 
so insane. It's insane. We'll be, we will be kicking our ourselves through three under under through four on Thursday. So yeah, I, I'm with you, Myers. Have to. I think yeah, and then one more horse. Don't be betting long shots this week. This is the U.S. Open. It's not. It's not a week for that. So, um, Spieth likely JT best buddies, um, and then maybe one more guy. But you yeah. won't say who it is. You won't say who the one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to force myself into. Player. It'll be Hatton or Kepka or, or somebody. Um, Somebody like else Hatton. that's cooking right now. By the way, Hatton's up to 30. What was he? he was 40 last week. So he moved up yeah. thanks to the Canadian Open finish. Yeah. Morikawa's down to 35. He was 30 literally when we started this podcast. That back. Yeah. Back. That probably Who means knows? some news came out about the, the back. Yeah. That That's what I want to wait on. If if those back spasms were just kind of like that week at Memorial, I'm all over that. Um, he's, a, he's a SoCal guy. He's got to have some experience here. Yeah. Right? I, I think Walker Cup. Oh, he's on the Walker Cup team. Yeah. He's on the Walker Cup team. Yeah, and he has that experience from 2017. Yeah. Same as Scheffler. Um, I think there's Scheffler. something to the whole California thing. CP and I were talking to Danny's buddy, Danny Wax, who's a really good player. Um, California guys played LACC a few times, played it a few months ago. And he's like, there's just something about you know these grasses and the just being comfortable on these designs. Like, There's a reason why all these California kids play really well. And, you know, we saw that Morikawa at Harding Park, another venue that people hadn't seen before. So I feel like that, you know, the, the fact that people just haven't gotten to play this course a lot um, makes that California angle even more important. Um, but the Spieth call is great by CP. I jumped on Spieth last night. All, all the numbers are, are getting, uh, they're getting tighter now. So I, I was able to catch 29, um, on FanDuel, it was 32. I had like, mm. I had to move some money from one book to another. And then in the time that I did that, it went from 32 to 29. I was so bummed, but made a pretty big bet as well. So we're very much team speed on this podcast. Um, right, I got to load up on speed. Right. Yeah. Numbers still fine. Um, that being said, it might be a single bullet. Not for me. Cause I've already pulled speed, but Steve, you are the last person in the world to do a single bullet. I can't do a single bullet. For you is like end pre-tournament and then like five live bets. So no, no. If I were to do single bullet, it'd be a hundred dollar bet. Come on. Um, No, I know, but I'm saying you, you just you pepper the board. I know. But Scheffler, like he's gonna win this. Scheffler's gonna win. He's gonna win. Guys, I, I, my dumb best bets thing, which I do a few weeks out. I had Rom at the Masters, which I pick him every year. I had Brooks at the PGA, number one. And now I put Scheffler, number one, this week. Uh, yeah. So actually, I'll probably jinx it because I, there's no, but he's the guy. He's and the guy. Yeah. He's seven to one. The way he's hitting the ball, I mean, he can't putt this poorly over and over again. Right. And we know he's got the brilliant short game. So, you know, yeah. Steve, I, I, you know, I ripped. I ripped DraftKings when um, they had me locked down my cup for a month, but I got to give him some props here. That Morikawa, uh, when he withdrew and I had the top 10 bet, I don't know if you had it on DraftKings, I got my money back on that. So that's, oh, a, that's a joke. That's actually a joke. That is a joke. Very nice because he was only like T9 going into the final round yeah. and oh they gave God. me the, the 20 bucks back. So I'm going to use that 20. Um, I might just throw it on Scheffler because I would never bet a guy at seven to one, but that'll be kind of like my top 10 bet because I just, the guy's got a, the guy's going to win a major this year. And um, yeah, he's got a better chance of winning this one than, than the British open. All these people played well at the open too, but so anyway, that's probably where I'm going with that. But then I, I love you guys are both on speed. I'm not going to let, uh, you know, the FOMO is kicking in here. I'm clearly going to bet speed. I've bet Cameron Smith that both of the first yes. two Same. might have to do it again. I yep. don't want to miss the boat. Yep. And another great short game guy. So, and then I think I'll be suckered into the home a bit. Just just because it's moved down to twenty eight to one, maybe it'll move have down. Have fun, have fun with that one. All right, I know it's probably a total sucker bet. I mean, it's actually at a bettable number now, and it was That's like what I'm saying. It's a twenty bit- to one a month ago yeah. away. But- right, the guy was the third best player in the world a month ago. Right, it's true. Just it's not true. A, not a, not at the majors, of course, yeah. but like in terms of a week to week, and he's the California king. We know that um, twenty eight to one seems pretty reasonable. I mean. You know, I love Xander as much as anyone, but eighteen to one versus Homa twenty-eight. I, I don't know. That that seems Homa seems the better value there. Obviously, I'm not betting Pat Cantley at fourteen. 
So, you know, and Hovland is amazing. We should have had a, we've been betting Hovland, but 18 to one. Jeez. That's yeah. tough. It's getting tough. Should have had uh Gort Degord on. He's, Dude, he's like, I was just thinking Patrick Canley hater. And we were talking about Xander. That was his double hammer lock. Yep. At, uh, was it PJ? Yeah. And then he came through uh, after he was on SVP's podcast. So people have to go look at uh, David Gordon from ESPN's Twitter to see what his double hammer of the, of the week is. It might be Xander because you look at his like last whatever many majors, his last like six U.S. Opens. He's finishing the top 20 in all of them. It's like just friggin bet the guy top 20. It seems like plus it seems like a. Right. He was like uh he was like six over through eight holes yeah. at Mirrorfield Village and finished in the top twenty. Oh Oak, Oak Hill, the same thing. Right. Plus four yep. through three and still grinded it out like a champ. So yeah, not outright for me, but a little top yeah. twenty. It's a great bet. By the way, I, the reason why I keep harping on Cantley is just I mean, he's number four in the world still. Like I'm sorry, he never does anything. He's gonna win now because I'm just killing him. But he never. Does you know where he'll. You know where he'll win. You where? know where he'll win. Olympia Fields. I bet you he wins there. Fine. He'll. Yeah, you're right. He'll win Olympia Fields. He'll win it, even the Tour Championship, maybe. But these majors. I mean, my God, can you do uh, something? Can you? I mean, give me a. Top it's crazy because that five. that the year Tiger won the Masters, he, oh, he made that sick pot yeah, on yeah. fifteen. Great reaction. Yep. And then didn't birdie any of the ones coming in, but you were like, all right, this guy's going to be off and running now. And it's gone the opposite direction in the majors. But if you Very look strange. at the scoring of the last, like how many ever majors, I think it's 10. He's got the third best scoring average. It makes no sense. Yeah, I know it's not, <laughs> but he's never sniffed the lead. That's, that's where like, I love, I'm a big numbers guy. Yeah. You're right, Steve. So then I'm sure like his numbers are all solid. Yeah. At some point you have to say, they're kind of meaningless because I mean, of course he's making checks, but when, if, if he has a, one of the best scoring averages, of the majors, but he's never sniffed winning one, then it's all meaningless. Good rounds. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, come on. It's, 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 uh, it's like a uh, reminiscent of car in the, in the fourth quarter. Isn't that <laughs> right. I forgot his name already. The, te- the Houston Texans quarterback. No. Oh, Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Yeah. Well, David was the brother, right? Yeah. Yeah. Poor David, the most sacked David. quarterback in most sacked quarterback NFL in NFL history. No, it's Derek Carr. It's like you yes. look at like, oh, he's got decent stats. I mean, yeah. Yeah. He never wins a big game. <laughs> it's, it's always That's true. So anyway, I, I sorry, Cantley, but I, I can't, can't. Yeah, it, I was gonna say it's reminiscent of the uh, Ricky T fiving in all four majors that one year, right. never never being anywhere near the lead. No. No, the one the I remember the PGA. The, no, 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 no. In four, this was in fourteen. Oh, that this was at Pinehurst. In fourteen, oh, like, at the PGA, the PGA, he was in the mix. Oh, fourteen for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. The the uh, Rory hitting yes. up into Phil. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. He was in the mix. Yeah. Okay. And fine. But that's it. That's that was the, it. The only one. And then yes, the Masters. I guess it was the next year he made the run. Or no, it was the year of Cantley. No, that was eighteen. That was the year I got my wife to bet Ricky Fowler with me because I had an epiphany that he was going to win, and he lost by a stroke. That was so brutal. Yeah. She has not made another golf bet again. Wow, she can't take the heat. She's smart. She <laughs> can't take the heat. We all, say we're, we all say we're going to hang it up after a tough loss, but we bounce <laughs> back. I mean, Erica, you got to show some grit. That's it's no grit whatsoever. Bad job. Quitter. Years. It's like five quitter. years. She hasn't made a bet in five years. <laughs> a golf bet? No. Terrible. Terrible job. At least someone has some restraint in the power. I was, I was low on units, and I was like, I really need you to bet another <laughs> $30 on Ricky for me. And it almost came through. I mean, oh. it's a great move. You know, mm-hmm. get, getting the wives to sign up with these sign up bonuses. Yeah. I mean, it's just right. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Damn. Mm-hmm. Katie wasn't too happy when she had to send in like a picture of her holding her passport. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah, that's like, yeah, well, that's I had to do, I had to do that recently. I don't know what happened. Yeah. I don't think I tried to keep that I even had these accounts from Michelle. And then a couple of weeks ago, I have to give uh, Maddie, our you know, our two year old, my phone. She needs my phone. She goes to the bathroom. It's really annoying. <laughs> um, but I give her my phone, and like you know, texts come in, and she's good at like kind of swiping them away. But every <laughs> once in a while, she like hits something, and she leaves YouTube for kids, and it went to like DraftKings. 
and <laughs> some FRL. Betting on these games, and I was like, <laughs> no, it was like an NBA. <laughs> and I totally, I was, I, I didn't tell a lie because I was like, ah, I never bet on the NBA, which is like kind of true. Partially true. But meanwhile, I had just bet on like a stupid NHL over, which I, as you guys know, I don't even watch the NHL, but I'm just making <laughs> up these Mr. Pucks overs. But Mr. Ice. So embarrassing. Mr. Ice, Mr. Ice, you're Mr. Pucks. Uh, it was just so <laughs> embarrassing that like my two-year-old exposed me on my phone. I was like, so now it's I all legal. It's I all legal sure now. Exit out. I know it's legal. You're right. But people are still living in the past. Teach them young. Yeah. Teach them young. young. You're right. Um, all right. Any other uh, thoughts here, guys, before we wrap up? Well, CP said it's not a week for long shots. and Probably not. Like, we don't expect any of these guys to actually win. But if you do bet on someone who's, like, all of a sudden in contention, it kind of opens the door to some hedging, stuff sure. like that. So I do like three guys further down the board. Okay. Um, Patrick Reed. For sure. I mean, we talked about how this is kind of like an artistic, you know, short game wizardry type course. You catch him at 90 to one. I, Reed has sneakily played pretty well at the PGA. I don't think he was on TV once, but he finished T15. Um, hmm. I'll probably, I mean, I bet him every major. So yeah, you do like yeah, to I'll probably bet yeah. him too. There's your yeah. third guy, CP. So P Reed. Yeah. We're and, done. We're all good there. Cam Davis, I want to convince you on though too, because he finished what T four at the PGA, and he's like 200, 250 to one at this That's course. It's yeah. too, it's too much. I, Aussies tend to play well out here in Cali. Something with the climate, something with the grass type. Um, I mean, this kid is super talented. Like he could he could be FRL and then kind of be up there. You know, mm-hmm. he's not going to win, but I mean, a top twenty, top ten, top twenty bet. Um, and you know, 201, I mean, just put a few bucks on it. It's worth it. So anyway, what about our Justin Suh, Steve, are we back on him? Mm. No, not here. Not here. Just because of the Cali connection. That that might be blacklist situation after that. I need a few weeks after Memorial. That was really tough to watch. Cause I, I, I rarely get to watch even on Saturday and I was like (laughs) at a window and I was so pumped. And I was like, oh man, I'm going to win, you know, a couple G's, a couple G's. Yeah. And this guy just goes bogey, bogey, double to start. That's like ruined my afternoon. Uh, that is tough to bounce back. All right. That's interesting. You gave us three there. What was the third? Cam Davis and. Uh, oh, P. Reed. Yeah. I do like Siwoo Kim, though. I haven't been. Oh, short game mm-hmm. wizard. Short yeah. game wizardry. Yeah. Whoever no. said he's got the best short game. Always up on the board recently. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you know, okay. he hasn't really done it in a major, but. Maybe this no. is Siwoo. Okay. Where what about Piraj CP? Cali kid. Why not him? I know I know Baroff is on him. So I'll, I'll probably yeah. a little sprink, maybe top top 40 for Piraj. Um it'll sh- hopefully it'll be low scoring or not low scoring, you know, single digits. That's usually good for, for Piraj. Um not having to make a bunch of birdie putts up his alley. Um I don't know how drunk they got on this plane, but I mean, Nick Taylor's got a really good West Coast record. Mm. You got to ride a heater sometimes. He's 14 to one top 10. I'm sure the top 20 number is really good. I don't know. That's like a crowning career achievement for him. So it's definitely a letdown spot. But if you were ever going to. Yeah. Hop has played well in California. Um, I don't know. It, it seems crazy to not top 20. Top 20 yet and see if you can keep it rolling here. You do need some length here, and he's pretty yeah. short. It's like almost 7,500 yards as a par 70. Um, <laughs> long iron fest, maybe he just tears it up. You know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, good thoughts. Um, I guess that's it. We'll have we'll have a props post where I'll talk myself into a couple more yeah. things as well. Check uh, out golfdigest.com, yep. as always, for our gambling content. Tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday should be should be lit with the gambling content. A lot of great stuff to come this weekend. I mean, this week, and obviously we are very excited, Steve, especially, to watch the U.S. Open unfold at Los Angeles Country Club. Um, all right, guys, a lot of fun as always. Thanks as always for listening. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Thanks again to our guests Willie Wilcox and Ben Carr. Good luck to them this week out there in L.A. Uh, thanks as always to our producer, Greg Gottfried, and uh, we'll see you next week. Good luck with all your bets. See you.
Alex, can I get you to read something quickly? Yeah, sure. Can you just say this episode of The Loop is presented by G4? Yes. Was or is? Is it, or was? Is. Good put it at the very beginning. This episode of The Loop is sponsored by G4. Presented by. Oh, Sorry. Cool. This episode of The Loop is presented by G4. <laughs> I heard it again. Yeah. CP's laughing. <laughs>